It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. And we have a rather serious topic today, Mm -hmm. IBS, Irritable Bowel Syndrome. So I have some questions for you. All these listeners, I have some questions for you. (laughs) Is IBS interfering with your life? Are you always on the bathroom, bathroom alert? You know, maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's your mom and she doesn't want to leave the house. She's not getting together with her friends because she's afraid of having an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you're not walking the dog because you're afraid you can't get back to the house before the diarrhea starts. Mm-hmm. So if you or your mother or a friend or even an employee has IBS, out of control diarrhea or even chronic constipation, Stay tuned because we have some new solutions. Joining me today to help provide those solutions is our co-host, Anna Derhock. Mm -hmm. Anna has her master's degree in nutrition. She's a licensed nutritionist. She sees clients at our Maple Grove location, teaches many nutrition classes in the community, and at a lot of businesses. Mm -hmm. She's also a mom of three young children. So, you know... Besides being an expert in a lot of things, you are an expert on kids' nutrition. So, mm. Anna, welcome to the show. So, do you have any clients that have irritable bowel syndrome? Yes, I do. <laughs> Quite a few, actually. I would say probably one in 10 people that come and see me usually have symptoms of IBS. At least, at doesn't least. it? Yes. At least. That's probably a low ball number. Yes. So, but one in five people actually have IBS. And the Mayo Clinic has now found that 35 million Americans have irritable syndrome. Wow, that's, that's a lot of people. huge. I mean, it's like the diabetes epidemic. It's like getting huge. So, um, and IBS is the second most common cause for missing work after the common cold. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I mean, it's like, it's like these empl- pl- employers are, you know, missing precious, you know, um, work time because they're, because they they can't keep their employees healthy. <laughs> and it's know? probably because people are having out-of-control diarrhea. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, constipation would keep them They'd home. They'd still go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd still go. But diarrhea, I mean, you can't control it That's if you right. have it. So, and in fact, 3 million people go to their doctor over this issue every year. So it's a huge deal. Lots of people have it. And I see a ton of people with irritable syndrome. So if you've never heard of IBS, you may be asking, well, so what is this irritable bowel syndrome? (laughs) You know, very simple. Sometimes you have diarrhea Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have constipation and sometimes it switches back and forth and sometimes it's either just diarrhea or just constipation. Let's face it, it's not very enjoyable at all. But the kicker on this is it tends to control people's lives. Yes. And Dar, I have, this is not a client story. It's one of my friends and she, Mm -hmm. her, her, um, they got married last year and they wanted, um, his, his best friend to be in the wedding and he refused because he has such terrible IBS and he wasn't sure if he would be able to stand up there and his anxiety causes it to be worse. 
And that is a lot of control. Totally controlling. I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Sarah, you have to get him in to see me. But he mm-hmm. he was really embarrassed. He wouldn't come in. Oh, so, so that's terrible. I isn't know. It? I felt so bad. So, but so again, it controls people's lives. Like, just like Dar said, and what, what we call, we kind of call this spastic colon. That's, yes, that's another That's term. what we call it, irritable syndrome. Um, and it's a, it can be a chronic condition. Um, so if you don't get it under control, it could plague people the rest of their lives. Exactly. It's so sad. And people often have symptoms of bloating, um, abdominal pain, so constant stomach aches, um, extreme discomfort, frequent bowel movements. Um, and then a lot of times what they'll do is they'll go from bouts of diarrhea mm-hmm. to bouts of constipation. Um, and again, so it's totally alternating. And it and this is interesting, Dar. Mm-hmm. It occurs more often in women than in men, mm-hmm. and it usually starts around the age of 20. So you might question and say, hmm, <laughs> why do women have more problems with IBS than men? And so why does it start in the 20s? Could it be what women are eating? Maybe. Could it be that dry cereal, the crackers, the pasta, and all that low-fat food? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we do know when IBS is left unchecked, that irritable bowel syndrome gradually progresses into what we call inflammatory bowel disease, which is serious, which is very serious. Um, and it's basically one step away from ulcerative, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, which are known as inflammatory bowel diseases. So out of control diarrhea is usually the symptom that drives people to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Or even to a nutritionist. Yes. Except your friends. I know. I was like, you got to get them in. <laughs> so if you're a person that is having maybe 13 episodes of diarrhea daily, mm-hmm. I've seen many clients with Ugh. that problem. You know, 13 episodes, 15 episodes of diarrhea. Or here's another one I hear all the time. Maybe you don't eat for two days before you fly. Oh, gosh. And then you make sure you have a seat near the restroom in the in the plane well you have a problem that controls your life yes totally and you know you probably have tried to get help from your doctor but you're still plagued with the symptoms mm-hmm. so kind of you have to ask why did why did i get ibs <laughs> i bet people are out there listening and saying yeah well i got it why would, why yeah you know it's miserable and i want my life back is yes. what they're saying you know think about this People that, you know, and I've heard this from very, a lot of men that fly for business. Mm -hmm. They don't eat for two days before they get on the plane because they know that they won't be able to control it. And they probably don't eat all the time that they're gone on these business trips because it's... Because it's so, because it so controls their every move. Yes. Or a lot of women, I mean, I have met many, many women who truly, and you have too, Anna, mm-hmm. who have truly had 13 to 15 to 20 episodes of chronic diarrhea all day long. They wake up with it in the middle of the night, Yep, and it's ongoing throughout the day. Yep, and I've had people lose their jobs over it because mm-hmm. they can't, they can't, you know, they can't go to work and, and keep a steady paycheck. It's so sad. And I've actually had an employer that has paid for his employee to come see me because of irritable bowel syndrome. And I think that was a very smart employer. Yeah, very definitely. Smart. Well, they obviously knew that they were productive. Yes. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And they just wanted that person to get some help. Yes, right. 
Oh, we need all employee players to be like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's look at a few of the causes of IBS. Okay, so one of the biggest one ones is med- medical antibiotics. And they seem to be the leading cause of many cases of IBS. And yes, sometimes people need antibiotics. We are not against antibiotics, but, you know, for serious bacterial infections, things like that. But as we know, antibiotics, what they do is they wipe out the bad bacteria, but they also wipe out our good bacteria. And we talk about it all the time in our show, but we need that good bacteria to break down our food and digest it. And, you know, Anna, there was an article in the paper just this past week mm-hmm. about the over-prescribing or the prevalence that of the number of people that are now taking antibiotics on a regular basis. And the government agency was concerned with this overuse yes. of antibiotics. So we, we kind of thought that, because um, we hear this all the time, that doctors aren't prescribing antibiotics as frequently as they said it maybe they did in the 50s or the 60s it's, or the 70s, because they realize that it is causing these side effects in people. Right. But still, uh, yeah, there's a, a high, high use of antibiotics continuing Right. So, you know, it's, like it's like scary. you said, yeah. you know, it's it's in we need antibiotics sometimes. Yes, we do. Sometimes Definitely. to kick out a bad infection, but we we should not be taking them constantly. So Or if we are taking antibiotics, we got to make sure that we protect our intestinal lining with beneficial bacteria. And yep. that's something that people usually don't understand or don't know right. about. There's healthy flora in the gut or what we call bacteria, and it's essential for the formation of normal stools. Yes. We want to be able to go to the bathroom normally. So, so you know, there's really other medications, both prescription and over-the-counter, that can cause IBS-like side effects. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the medications that treat heartburn. Ooh. And we know that... Uh, Mm-hmm. Lots and lots, lots of, of people, people are on medication <laughs> for heartburn. Yes. Hypertension, high blood pressure. Same many thing. Of the, many of the medications that treat that, a lot of those cause constipation for people. We know that medications for migraines mm-hmm. definitely cause Huge. some diarrhea. Yep. Um, medications for diabetes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of the very popular metformin, metformin. is often causes diarrhea. Diarrhea, yep. Yeah. And cholesterol medications, and we talk about those as being like those statin drugs like Zocor. Zocor, Levastatin. Yeah. Yep. And often those cause a lot of gas and, and discomfort. Yep. And then, you know, all the medication, all the antidepressants, all the medications for depression, mm-hmm. a lot of digestive issues with antidepressants because they work on the beneficial good brain chemicals that are produced in the intestinal tract. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to affect our digestion, right? Yep. <laughs> so, you know, again, all these can cause diarrhea, constipation, gas, bloating, all those, all those symptoms. Nasty that, stuff. Yes. Well, Dar, we have to take our first break. Okay. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition and if you have questions about IBS, please give us a call at 651-641-1071. And, and don't be embarrassed to call. Yes. We, we, want, want, we won't even use your name if we We want do. your questions. <laughs> please call us. All right. We'll be right back. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. 
You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I want to invite you to our open house Sunday, April 14th. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) And we're going to have an open house at our North Oaks location, and it's going to be between 11 and 3. And so I'm inviting you to come and meet the teachers, the staff, the nutritionists, and we're all going to be there to answer questions. Greg Peterson, the supplement expert, is going to be available to answer questions. We're going to be making butter with our friends from Cedar Summit Farms. Um, Here's some other things. Learn how to get a good night's sleep. And learn how to stop heartburn. Learn how to kick your cravings. (laughs) You know, we really have a fun day planned with prizes, samples, gift bags, and coupons. And we're actually, for everyone that comes, we're giving them a free class that they can attend the following month. Cool. And uh, so if you want directions, just go to our website, weightandwellness.com, and directions are right there. Yes. And we have a few callers this morning. Yes, we do. We have a ton. So we're going to start taking them. Okay. Good morning, Debbie. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, my question for you is, I try to listen to you every every Saturday, and I hear all about the acidophilus and the other one. Bifido. 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 Thank you, the B one. Yep. Um, here's my <laughs> comment or question. My daughter is a college student. Mm-hmm. This is her fourth year. She has had so many diarrheal issues, and, mm. and exactly what you talked about is finding bathrooms, being near bathrooms. Yes. And when she is stressed, or anxious. Yes. Um, she she takes uh, some medicine at night beforehand. Um, we buy Imodium by the you know twenty four or fifty pack. Wow. And when she needs it, she doesn't take it all the time. And there yeah. are days that are fine. Um, she also takes Cymbalta for anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. And then there's one other one called Boost. Buspirone, B-U-S-P-I-R-O-N. Oh, yes, and that's another antidepressant, and I think that's like a, uh, you know, I, can't, I don't know if it's Welbutrin or Zoloft, but it's one of it's those. It's one of those. It's a yeah. generic. Yeah. Okay, and so, it, yes, it's a generic, and it's mm-hmm. another kind of an added one if she needs it. Yep. Um, so she has, uh, through genetics, she has a anxiety um so I th- maybe not ADD like I do, but she's more anxious, and she she does get everything done, unlike me. Mm-hmm. But it I think it really manifests itself through her intestines. Right. Um, she's going to graduate, and that's that's adding to all of this and, and the change. But um, we plan to come and see you Good. after after graduation. <laughs> I know that's not the right time, but <laughs> is there anything? What well, can you talk I, about? I that? would I would have her just for now. You know, take uh, bifidobacteria several times a day. Yep. Okay. And either one capsule before every meal or, you know, if she could do powder, 
just even put it in her water bottles and just kind of sip on it through the day. That might help her. I I mean, she also has to look at the foods that are causing her issues. And they are probably things like bread and pasta and cereal. Those things are really hard to digest. So those are the things that are causing her more problems. And so if she would eat more meat and like, you know, like sweet potatoes or white Mm -hmm. potatoes, those cause less problems for diarrhea. Mm -hmm. And and I have been suggesting um, just buy your bags of frozen vegetables and and we send... um, we send more meat dishes. We're not yep. a hot dish family, um, mm-hmm. but we have moved away from the breads and the pastas, yep. mm-hmm. um, like you said. But she eats differently at home, of course. Yes. Right? And when she's now this year at college, they cook for themselves more often. Um, and, you and, know, it's she has to avoid the pizza because mm-hmm. that's dairy and gluten, and that's going to cause diarrhea. Yep. I've wondered that. And um, pop. I mean, you know, yeah, you have soda to avoid. Can definitely. Yeah. And she is not a pop drinker. Good. That's Good. great. Great. But, but every once in a while. Oh, and then what, you said something about migraines before, like something that some meds might trigger or migraine meds might trigger. Sure. She doesn't take migraine medications, but every, and she really tries to keep hydrated. So, okay. so we have many issues that yes. we need to talk well, about. Well, you but, better come in when, yep. as soon as she gets back. Yes. Yep. yep. Well, thank All right. you so much. Thank you, Thanks, Deb. Debbie. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> See, they, it's it all because, you know, they talk, Anna. Of course, we know, know that it's like the intestinal tract, the small intestinal tract is your second brain. Yes. Well, I think it could almost be considered your first brain because that's where you make all your brain your, chemicals. Your brain chemicals your so your brain can work. Yes. Yep. And, I, and if that's not working, then a lot of other things aren't working. That's right. Like that's anxiety. Anxiety. Comes. That's right, Dar. You're right. <laughs> okay, so, we're going to take one more caller. Okay. Kelly. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Did you have a question for us? Yes, I was just wondering um, how, like, stress or, like, certain foods can um, affect IBS. Well, I mean, lots of foods can affect, you know, the things that affect IBS generally first is gluten, Mm -hmm. grains, the grains, you know, so that's bread, cereal, pasta, you know, all those things, crackers, you know, those are the culprits. And then dairy products. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you drink a a glass of skim milk, you're going to probably have diarrhea if you have any problem with IBS. It's just a given. And then, you know, so then that takes in pizza and it takes in things like, of course, beer does this Mm -hmm. to people. You know, it's those are all the common causes. I've noticed that when I eat anything with high fructose corn. Oh, certainly. Yes. High fructose corn. (laughs) Yes. 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 That's right. Yeah. Nope. You've you've already discovered that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? The other one, oh, we can mention this one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that has um, like a sugar alcohol in yes. it. Yes. Xylitol. What's some of the other ones? Um, erythritol. Yes. Yeah, but xylitol is a big one, especially in gum. Yes. Which we're going to talk about. Gum, bloating, gas, yes. diarrhea. Big mm-hmm. time digestive problems. Okay. And then also stress can kind of cause it, too. Well, I think that your intestinal lining is irritated from these foods and from these different chemicals. And then... A little bit of stress makes it worse, yes. Yeah, and stress can bring on a, yeah. Yeah, okay. but it's it's the condition that your intestinal tract is in before. Yeah. Otherwise, stress is not going to do it. Yep. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Kelly. Great question. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Are we going to take another caller? I Anna? think we have time. Okay. We've got a couple minutes. So okay, let's good. take Bob. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Yeah, thanks. I was just wondering if you could um, maybe comment for me on the differences, if any, between the terms of irritable bowel syndrome, spastic colon, and um, colitis. Well, um, you know, irritable bowel is just kind of a, I guess, a catch-all generic kind of name. And Mm -hmm. same same thing with spastic bowel. I mean, it's just, you know, you think of spastic bowel as, I think of... Spasmy. Yeah, and diarrhea. I mean, you know, that's that kind of thing. Um, Now, colitis is more of an inflammation Mm -hmm. and irritation of, um, let's see... It is the of the of the colon. Yeah, it's of the specifically large, of the colon of the uh, large, large intestine. intestinal tract. Yeah, and it's like I I, I think of it as being kind of like open sores. Yep, in your intestinal tract. Very very inflamed. Right. Okay. And what about links to cancer among those three? Um, there is definitely to um, uh, colitis, mm-hmm. and even. There is uh, there is a percentage of increase even to constipation, and with, yeah, with colon cancer, yeah, definitely. It's not a high percentage as far as they know, but there is a link. Okay, but yeah. certainly to colitis there is a link. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my um my father had had colitis for many years that he uh, got during world you know when it was in World War Two uh, uh, vet and got that and. Um, uh, eventually contracted cancer. Yeah. And, um, and I've been told, and I don't have any problems at all, but I've been told that I probably don't have a genetic link to colon cancer because the irritation that he experienced for so many years with the colitis yes. was mm-hmm. what led to yes. the, um, the cancer. To the, uh, right. to the cancer so. And he may have picked up a bacteria or a virus when he was in the service that caused yeah. his colitis. His colitis, yes. right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thanks for the call. Thanks, Bob. Good question. Yeah, great question. Made my brain work to remember. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) What was that? What what goes on? (laughs) So, well, let's see. We should we should go to break, and then um, we can get to Kate's call as long as she holds on. Okay. All right. Sounds Um, good to me. All right. So you are listening to Dish Shape Nutrition, and if you have IBS or you know you're struggling with diarrhea or constipation then it really is time to make an appointment with a nutritionist and we can help you become symptom free. So as Dar often will say to clients, do what I suggest and you will feel better. So it isn't necessary to suffer with constipation or diarrhea. We want you to be in control of your life. So please call us at 651-699-3438 to make your appointment and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you ever wanted all the time wanted to take the weight and wellness six-week series but just didn't have six free nights now you can take the weight and wellness series on a weekend so join us in saint paul for the weekend weight and wellness series on may 3rd 4th and 5th you know you're going to learn how to take care of your health and you can also learn earn 14.4 continuing education credits a lot of credits you know, you can understand the blood sugar, insulin resistance, and the diabetes, all those oh, things that happen to people. And you can learn how to reduce your cholesterol with real food. You can learn how to make healthy brain chemicals right. and so much more in that class. So if you want to sign up, it's 651 699 
or just go to weightandwellness.com. And this is a great opportunity for people that are listening out of state to come yes. in and spend the weekend with us. Yep. And last time we pe- last time we did it in Maple Grove, we had people from South Dakota, yeah, Chicago, all over. Yep. So and people have fun doing it. Yes, exactly. And we feed people. Yes, we do. Healthy food. Really good food. <laughs> <laughs> so please join us. So we're um, gonna take some more yes, callers. Yes, we have callers, so we're gonna take some more. All right. That sounds good. Good morning, Kate. Welcome to Dishing Hi, Up Nutrition. Good morning. Good morning. You have a question for us? I do. Um, we have a very good friend of our family, a fellow who is like us in his early 60s. And the last six months, he has developed what sounds from the program here like really serious um, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. He has been vegan for over 40 years. He's always been extremely healthy. And because he's a guy and because he's a vegan and he's natural, he doesn't want to go to the doctor. Well, it sounds to me like he's probably, you know, what's causing that irritation? Um, You know, probably some of the things that he's eating, frankly, Mm -hmm. unless he's just eating vegetables. But if he's eating grains, if he's eating the gluten grains, uh, maybe maybe when he first started eating that, it was okay. But our grains have changed. And so it's probably causing him some problems. So he should come in and see a nutritionist. If he doesn't yeah. want to go to a doctor, he definitely needs to see a nutritionist because he probably needs to change the way he's eating mm-hmm. or well, it's going to I continue to get eats, worse. He eats purely organic. Yep. Okay. Um, and but, you know, if, know you're eating, does... if you're eating organic gluten, as some people do, is probably is still causing in, um, inflammation. Inf- yeah. He, he has tried to go gluten-free since January. Mm-hmm. And it, he told his wife, who told me, it's helped a little bit, yeah. but not as much. So I think that we will. Our next step is to uh, come to a to drive him over there. And- I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. It, okay, you know, again, you. all these things are so individual. It, we can give ideas on the radio show, but again, yeah. when we sit down with people and find out, okay, what they're actually eating, yeah, and, and healing what, and healing the gut, yeah, and see what's caused this. So. Yeah. But thanks for the Thank call you. this morning. Thanks, uh-huh. Kate. So people are kind of taking care of their friends this morning. Yes, they are. That's member. good. That's we good. like that. <laughs> um, well, we're going to take Christy. Good morning, Christy. Hi. Hi Do you have a question for us? I do. My daughter is 15 months old, and she has issues with constipation just with, like, she's a really picky eater, so she mostly wants, like the brat diet, which would help with diarrhea, but not with constipation. She wants all like the starchy food. Um, so, Anna, so this I- is a perfect <laughs> question for you. We're giving it to you. Fiber kind of food that she'll eat, but she's just so picky. Most of it goes onto the floor, and then she's asking for bananas or mm-hmm. toast or you know something that's just going to make her constipated. And then she's on um, two percent milk, which I think that's constipating her. Yes, oh, and she loves. Definitely. Yeah. So, Christy, what what happens is they 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 don't have the bacteria to digest anything, and so they want those simple carbohydrates. Um, yeah. So my first my my first thought would be to get some bifidobacteria in her. Okay. Um, and, and then she, she'll be able to digest those things, and because she might not eat them because they're hurting her tummy, but again, 
she she craves the, that sugar, that starch, because she's got none of that good bacteria to help balance out that, you know, the flora. So okay, and then you know maybe offer her a peach rather than a banana. Yes, because peaches, yeah. you know. Bananas are constipating. Very. And, or even like, you know, raspberries. Raspberries yes. have a ton of fiber in them and they're, they're really good. And even if you put a little stevia over the top, you know, so she'll eat them because they're a little sweeter. I mean, whatever you can okay. do, but she needs the fiber. I mean, but don't give her too much fiber because fiber can be very constipating. Yes. To somebody who's okay. already constipated. And so you have to pull the 2% yes. milk out because that get, she can't get, break that down. Get at the all. milk out. Definitely. Um, what should I give her instead of the milk? I mean, she's been drinking some pear juice, as her doctor said that that would help her to poop, but I don't want to be giving her juice every day either. Yeah. I think, you know, I think giving her some pear juice, um, you know, some, like, Is, you like, know, four to six ounces mm-hmm. a day would just be fine. Um, okay. But also maybe, Anna, you used to dilute coconut milk mm-hmm. for your son. Yep. And I did, and I do the one that do, that's not the, in the beverage because that has preservatives and that might affect her. So I'd get some good canned coconut milk and then okay. and then just to dilute that. And you can keep it in the fridge so it gets cold. But, yeah, that's what I did with my son, and he loved it. And, you know, if you... Water. Yeah, with water. Yep, dilute it with water. And if those okay. don't help, just make an appointment with Anna and come in and, yep. and sit down with her. And she's... Because she's got lots of good ideas on this. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, it's probably the gluten that's really binding everything up and obviously the banana. So really, try to really get the bread out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, th- so good. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, so Christy. Constipation comes in all ages, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. And it so can does affect the- us from three months to <laughs> ninety-five. Yes. Um, we have another question from Mary Lou. Okay, that sounds great. Good morning, Mary Lou. Good morning to you, Mary oh, Lou. I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning. You had a question for us? I did. I have recently been um, told that I have diverticulosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctors say, and the books say, to, you know, high fiber, of course, and that's, low fat. And that's all not and right. Meat. Yep. And that's all not right because that's making, actually leads to more problems. And, you know, basically mm-hmm. diverticulitis comes from constipation. Yep. So you have to deal with that constipation. And the more fiber you add, usually people get become more constipated. So. Yeah. You ha- mm-hmm. you know, we we would say vegetables, mm-hmm. certainly. And cooked vegetables cooked. probably for now. Yes. Yep, until you feel better. Yes, and then some soft kind of meat, mm-hmm. which, you know, you cook, maybe you put in the crock pot, mm-hmm. and it comes out tasting good, and it is good for you. Right. And then you don't do bread or any crackers or any of those things because it just makes it worse. Yeah. And let's see, did I, oh, not to do dairy products. Not, no right? dairy, yeah. Definitely want to cut out the dairy. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I ask you, dairy, no, are you talking about, like, say, kefir? Yes. Even kefir. Okay. Yeah, butter is okay. Yeah, butter. Well. Okay. Because I don't really have, I do, I love kefir, but. Yeah. Um, but there is really, it's probably too hard for you to digest at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, you need the beneficial bacteria, like the bifidal bacteria, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I take bifidal. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. But maybe, you know, again, uh, this is a serious problem you have. issue, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it does make sense to make an appointment with a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and kind of get the right story. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've had a lot of callers yes. today. Thanks, Mary Lou. Um, yes. Let's see. 
we can probably take Judy. I okay. bet we have time for Judy. Good morning, Judy. Did you have a question for us? Yeah. Um, actually, I have two questions. I just got a, a baby two months ago. Okay. And he is spitting up a lot and in large amounts. I don't know if it's uh, what I'm eating or mm-hmm. he doesn't look uncomfortable, but he will spit up a lot and sometimes through his nose too. Oh, oh Anna. <laughs> okay, a spitting up baby. I, are you nursing, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> This is this is what I would do, and this is what I did. I had to do with my son. Um, is I would first cut out the gluten. So you cut out the bread, so pasta, out, crackers, all those things. Anything with wheat flour, rye, barley. Yes. And then, and then you might want to cut out um, dairy. Do you do a lot of dairy, Judy? Actually, I just started doing the silk products this week. Okay, so you you so cut out the dairy milk and, and no okay, soy. Don't do soy. Don't no. do soy. Do almond or coconut if you're going to do do it. Okay. 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 Um, last question. Of course, you know, with being pregnant, I gained quite a good chunk of weight. Mm-hmm. And so in your products, do you have anything that would help, you know, kind of cut down the weight that is healthy for breast milk? I, I think that the best thing is to... Eat so that you're eating in balance, so that you're mm-hmm. eating some meat, some vegetables, and some good fat six times a day, just like you should for when you're uh, breastfeeding and yep. also for your metabolism, and then the weight will come off. Yep. So if you get rid of the uh, the dairy products that's causing you both problems and some a- the and gluten, the gluten. that you'll both be doing great. Yep. And you won't have any issues with digest di- digestion or metabolism. And, you know, if the, our suggestions today on the show doesn't help, I mean, isn't a total solution, come in, make an appointment with one of the nutritionists because we can really help your baby feel better. Yes. <laughs> and you too. Yeah, we don't want your baby, <laughs> poor baby, spitting up all the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Anna, I think we do have to yes, go on a break. Yes, we do need to take a break. Thank thanks you, Judy. for the call. Okay, thank you. Yep. Thank right. you. Um Okay, so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we wanted to share three steps to look 10 years younger. So first tip, and maybe this is the most important tip, but stop eating low-fat foods. Have you noticed people on low-fat diets often have dry, wrinkly skin? We need fat and cholesterol to maintain our healthy hormones as we age. And so this is the biggest thing. Stop eating the fat-free, low-fat foods. Um, When we come back to break... From break, we will share more anti-aging tips. Hi, I'm Cassie Wienis, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free. My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction, too. So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten-free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten-free eating real food. 
Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kvist, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Anna Derhock, licensed nutritionist. And we're kind of sharing some anti-aging tips. Yes. So before break, I said stop eating the low-fat foods. Another anti-aging tip is to avoid foods with trans fats. So you really do have to do your detective work. Check the label. If it says partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated oils, don't eat it. Walk away. Um, And these are going to be found in cereal bars, cookies, muffins, frozen pizzas, um, even sometimes cereal. So you really do have to be careful. So, and they, what they do is they kind of make this crust on your cell membrane. So it's, it kind of gums everything up. And it creates wrinkles. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what it looks like on your skin. Exactly. There are wrinkles. (laughs) You know, another tip to look 10 years younger is avoid chronic dehydration. Mm -hmm. Water suppresses hunger. Water renews your skin. Drinking eight glasses of pure water every day can take years off your face in just weeks. (laughs) And guess what? You'll drop some weight, have more energy, and save your kidneys and liver from overworking. That's right. And one more tip to look younger. Do an oil change on your body. So eat only the beneficial fats. And the beneficial fats are olives, olive oil, butter, coconut oil, avocados, nuts and seeds, and healthy nut butters. So, And you will be hydrating your cells from the inside out. So we want you to have wonderful looking skin and Wonderful, healthy eyes and shining hair. So I guess we'll take a few more callers this morning. Quite a few we've taken. Yes, definitely. um, And maybe we'll get back to some facts and figures later. Yes. Go ahead. So, Sue, good morning. Sue, hi. Good morning. I I just wanted to uh, talk about uh, how bad this really can be because um, I had it and I didn't realize I had it. And um, I was hoping that when I would um, drive to work that I would make it there without mm-hmm. um, uh, just yes. going in my pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I didn't know anybody that had that same problem that was, <laughs> you know, messing their pants. Yes. And I had no, and you know, like you say, it's diarrhea. Sometimes you can feel it coming on with diarrhea. Well, this I could not feel it coming on. Right. And, and that happens to a lot of people. And, yes. Yeah. And so I was thinking, oh, my God. And I always wear those big sanitary pads, you know, so I could make it to the bathroom. But it was just so gross. Mm-hmm. Then I started, you know, listening to you guys. And I don't know why it stopped or how it stopped, but I started eating so much better. And now it's gone. Wow. Well, so great gone. testimonial. Thank you awesome, for calling Sue. in. Sue. See? Welcome. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. <laughs> great caller. Awesome. And so there is there solution. is solutions. We have solutions. Yes, and everybody's different, but a lot of times it's cleaning up the diet that really has the biggest effect yes. on, on your digestive tract. Yes. So, and we have Arlene. Good morning, Arlene. Hi. Hi. Did um, you have a question? I have been diagnosed um, and had a lot of issues a few years ago with diverticulitis, Mm -hmm. and I was told not to eat any nuts or seeds, anything with seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently read some things that that's not necessarily true. That's right. your opinion on that? That's right. And, you know, if people are concerned, then do the nut butters. But, Mm -hmm. you know, usually it is not a concern for people. And Mm -hmm. uh, But the problem is if you're overeating nuts, it's constipating. Yep. 
So you have to be careful that you're not eating too many. You know, if you're eating more than a quarter of a cup of almonds, maybe once a day Mm -hmm. or just maybe 16 at a time, it's okay. But if you eat a a whole pint, which sometimes people do, (laughs) we know. It's a lot. And that's going to constipate you. Yep. Or even if you're like constantly, you know, eating peanut butter out of the jar, that can still be constipating. Yes. So. So again, moderation. Yep. Oh. And just... But e- eating a handful of strawberries or raspberries isn't going to no, please. No, it's not going to. No, no. Oh. Usually, usually those things will just pass right through, and they shouldn't give you problems. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. Okay. Yep. Thanks, very good. Irene. So we. All right. I think one of the things, Anna, and maybe we just got a few more minutes, but yep. Because, you know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have a different approach to treating IBS. Yes, we do. You know, you know and if you've been told to eat more fiber and drink more water, <laughs> yeah. you know, and your intestinal problems got worse, mm-hmm. well, you're not alone. Right. Fiber and water makes the problems worse, usually for constipation. Yep. And that's new information for people. Yes. Yes. And so... The what what the fiber does is it kind of adds a little bit of you know damage because you're because because fiber actually makes the stool larger and harder. Which if you're having diarrhea, well that's okay. But if you're already constipated, that's a bad thing. Um, so again, you're inflaming that the lining, and you're in, you know, and you're you're causing it hard. It's it's harder to go to the bathroom. So again. If you are taking fiber supplements, you definitely want to be making sure you're drinking enough water. But that's not the way to go if you're already constipated. No. In fact, it makes it worse. Yes. And so this is kind of like going against the typical (laughs) information you might hear that you might hear from a lot of dietitians and nutritionists and doctors Mm -hmm. because they sing the praises of fiber. But we know the problem gets worse with fiber. Right. You know, if you have more constipation, again... If you eat, drink a lot of water and have a lot of fiber, the stool gets larger and larger and larger and more difficult to pass. Yes. And I really learned this, Anna, a few years ago when I was working with a group of young adults mm-hmm. with Down syndrome. Okay. And Down syndrome people often have problems with constipation. And it was an issue for most of them because they took medications that caused, that caused it. Yeah. So when I added fiber... Guess what? They got worse. They got worse. Constipation got <laughs> oh. worse. When I took away the gluten grains, especially the bread and the, their constipation got better. Oh my gosh. And when I took away the dairy products, even their sinus problems and all that congestion that most Down syndrome people have right. cleared up. That is amazing. But we see it all the time in clients. Uh-huh. We do. So let's help listeners understand their guts and really how to help them function at optimal levels. So to break down the food, your intestinal tract needs bifidobacteria. And you've heard us say it numerous times, but it's called bifidobacteria. And as babies, we get it from breast milk. That's where we first get it. And then, but most people are not getting it throughout, throughout their lifetime. I mean, after that, it's like, there's nothing unless they're eating like a fermented dairy product mm-hmm. um, or if they've been told to take a, a good bifido supplement. That's right. So... So I find that most people will really benefit from taking one capsule of bifidobacteria, or if they're taking it in powder, a fourth to a half a teaspoon of bifidobacteria before every meal. Yep. And so to heal your intestinal tract, both the large and the small intestinal tract, 
it's important to have sufficient bifidobacteria. And, you know, some people think of bifidobacteria as a probiotic. Well, yes, it is a probiotic, but it's a special one. specific one. That helps with digestion of food. And I'm not referring to acidophilus because that's a different probiotic. And, yeah, it's great for the stomach. But not for the small and large intestinal tract. It's right. bifidobacteria. Bifido. And if you want to heal the lining of the gut, you need L-glutamine. And which, we have to go. Yeah. I'm sad. I miss <laughs> you guys already. I miss you, Dar. But have a great week, Have everyone. a great week, you guys. All right. Thank Thanks. you for listening. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.